Bullshit. Pretend for a moment we've entered a parallel universe, free of bullshit and full of bold solutions. That's what the No BS Show is all about. I'm your host, Dave Mastovich. Let's cut the bullshit. In the movie Tropic Thunder, Robert Downey Jr. plays Kirk Lazarus, an Academy Award-winning method actor who's had pigmentation augmentation surgery to darken his skin for his role as an African-American. Downey never breaks character, leading a cast member to question his authenticity. Lazarus defends himself, saying, I know who I am. I'm the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Have you ever been the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude? Whether it's addressing your team, working with peers, or updating your boss, are you seen as believable or insincere? Authentic or calculated? Authenticity is important to success as a leader, manager, and team member. Authenticity inspires. Why do people think they have to play someone else rather than be themselves? Our guest will talk about how that de-energizes us, but I want to talk about how the people we're trying to reach and influence see right through the act. Sometimes it's the words, but more often it's the delivery, our nonverbal communication. When our spoken message and body language don't match up, the audience follows the nonverbal message every time. How can we avoid this miscommunication? Instead of acting in a way that we think helps us, make it about them. They're thinking what's in it for me anyway, so tell them. Focus on one big idea rather than multiple takeaways. They'll remember the overall theme. Craft stories that create connections and keep your audience interested. Show them how deeply you care. If you aren't passionate, you can't expect your audience to be. Listen and adjust your delivery based on their verbal and nonverbal responses. Preparation focused on them, your audience, leads to the authentic you. Or as Kirk Lazarus said, I don't read the script. The script reads me. Our guest today is Dan Corser, President and CEO of Predictive Synergistic Systems. Dan's a nationally recognized expert in data-driven human capital and talent management. He was an analytics guru before analytics were cool. As CEO of a specialty grocery chain, Dan used Predictive Index with all his employees from the leadership team to the cashiers. Now he helps clients apply analytics to achieve top-level results. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. So, Dan, tell us a little about yourself, your background, your career path. Well, I spent 30 years on the industrial food grid, 10 years in wholesale, 20 years in retail. And then in January of 08, I had my two favorite words in the English language, liquidity event, and I retired. I spent about six months in retirement, and uh, my wife decided that um, uh, she really needed me to do something else because I was driving her nuts. So I got, I went to my business coach and uh, he couldn't believe some of the things that I had done. Like she was in Europe for three weeks with his daughter and I remodeled her kitchen and I thought it was going to be really cool. And when I got, when I picked her up at the airport, I started feeling in my stomach that maybe I might've done a, a bad thing. And when she got home and she saw it, she hit the roof, hit the roof and said, we're done. You need to do something. You're just driving me nuts. So that's what brought me to Pittsburgh. Interesting. Interesting. Then what happens when, when you got to Pittsburgh? Well, I started a company called Predictive Synergistic Systems. I was a client of this company for 15 years, and you mentioned it earlier. Um, and uh, like I say, moved to Pittsburgh in 2008 and started Predictive Synergistic Systems, and the rest is history. Great answer, Dan. As always, you managed to keep me captivated. So I'm going to move right into the next part, which I can't wait to hear your answer on this one. 
We've all seen it, or I often jokingly say smelled it, bullshit in the workplace. Give me an example from the past when you just had to say, that's BS. It could be company culture, questionable leadership, lousy communication, or poor work ethic. Well, this is questionable leadership on my part. I had this manager that was just phenomenal at what he did, and and uh, but he was brutal on his people. And I took a blind eye to it because he was getting the performance. And then we started seeing trends with high turnover in his department, so forth and so on. And I finally said, this is bullshit. This has got to end. So what'd you do to change it? Um, we helped him find a role in a different company. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's go the other way then. So we saw that guy was a BSer and you had to exit him, which takes uh, leadership and is always a challenging uh, situation. But now talk about a learning experience specifically for you when maybe you were the BS employee, the tough boss, or maybe your communication wasn't what it needed to be. Uh, Mine was more of a paradigm shift. I thought that everyone was like me, okay? I see the world as the way I am, not as it truly is. And Dave, you see the world the way you are, not as it truly is. And it was a very expensive lesson. Um, And the takeaway that I had is not everybody wants to be king. Matter of fact, the Pareto Principle is alive and well. Turns out, in my experience, it's about 80-20. 80% of people just want to come to work and do their job. This is where I make my living. This is where I might do my living. And then there's just a a fraction of the, that, uh, the other 20%, that really want to rise to different levels in an organization. And don't confuse compensation with additional accountability. Everybody wants to make more money. But I've found that the majority of the people... Uh, just want to come to work and do a good job and get a, 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 a good compensation for the results that they give. The only assumption we're allowed to have as employers is people come to work every day and intend to do their best. And and uh, my experience was I had a rock star employee, and I went up to him, and uh, um, I just kind of like, you know, made him king. You're going to love this new role. Here's the keys to your company car. You're going to be a district manager. And after about eight months, I mean, he sucked like a hoover in that role. And I was frustrated with him. And so it came down to I had to make a really big decision. Um, either we're going to part company or he's going to go back to where his, 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 his previous role. So I met with him. And it was a paradigm shift for me. He says, would you really let me go back in that role? And I said, absolutely. You were the best that we had. And he was, well, I never wanted that job. And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, let's rerun what the, how that conversation uh, went. You came into my office, handed me keys to a company car, and said, you're district manager. I didn't want it. My life was good. I really loved it. I was really good at what I did. But I didn't want to disappoint you, so I took a role that I didn't want. And, and I tried my best, and I hated every minute of it. And that's where... My big BS lesson came from is not everybody is like me. Not everybody wants to be king. He was really good at the job that he did and, and went back to that role and, and had another 10, 15 years in that position and very successful. This is the No BS Marketing Show, and we're talking to Dan Corser, President and CEO of Predictive Synergistic Systems, and he's going to talk to us about what PI is, Predictive Index, Dan, I'm a big analytics guy, and I said in your intro that you are too. So over the past years throughout my career, 
have used a lot of the tools and I found them all to be good. I was happy and pleased to use Myers-Briggs and motivate as best I could with my teams. I uh, had clients that used Disk Profile, People Keys, all of this stuff. But then I met uh, you and Chuck Ganaris, and you guys opened my eyes to Predictive Index, and it's just been amazing. So why don't you tell us what Predictive Index is and how it works? Well, first of all, if you Google the world of psychometrics, there's over 800 assessments out there, and they're all pretty darn good. I started out in the late 70s with Myers-Briggs. I thought it would give me a competitive advantage on talent. But over about three or four years, my team started becoming judgmental with it. Well, he's one of those or she's one of these. So I looked for additional instruments that could get me a competitive advantage on talent, and I tripped over the predictive index. And we used it um, in, we had 5,000 employees, and our biggest problem was turnover on strata one roles. In the grocery business, it's bagger, cashier, service clerk, stockers. It's about where 85% of all workers work in an organization is a strata one role. And uh, in the industry had an 80% turnover on those uh, roles. We were at about 60% because we were smaller and I think better run. Um, but uh, we implemented uh, the predictive index process and we turned turnover on the stratum one rolls from 60% to 20% in our first year and maintained it for a decade. Saved us literally millions of dollars on turnover related cost. But that wasn't the biggest benefit that I received out of the instrument. Those are the tactical slam dunk right person right role. But if you look at some of the strategic applications of the instrument, um, are you familiar with the term uh, the halo effect? A little bit. Okay. I hire people like me because I really like me. If you looked at my executive team prior to PI, you'd say Courser celebrates diversity. Male, female, young, old, Asian, Caucasian, African-American, the most diverse group of executives you could get into the team. But the problem was we couldn't get anything done. And then when we uh, took a look, took a peek under the hood of the executive team, I found out that I didn't have any diversity. They were just different shapes and flavors of me. It was like a bag of M&Ms. We all looked different, but we all tasted the same. The problem was homogenization of thought. We came from problems the exact same way. So I reshuffled the executive team and I brought on, we were all creators of change, but we get bored with, we get things about 90% of the way there and we get bored with it. We're on to solving another problem. So it was like Groundhog Day every day. We never got anything. Boss, I thought we got this fixed. Well, it's about 90% of the way there and we're on to something else. So we brought true diversity into the team and we brought um, three implementers onto the process, a completely different uh, pattern. And the first couple of months, everybody on the executive team thought the old man went nuts. What are you bringing all these patient people in? But we had balance between creators and implementers and it, it was magic. We would come up with all these great ideas and we'd hand them off in the meeting and then they would get implemented. So that was the biggest benefit that I received. And you could actually see a trajectory change in our net profit. Well, a couple of things about predictive index that I'll just touch on and I'm not the guru on it, but what I like about it is it isn't like the other ones where you are put into a box. While some people can have a similar PI, each of us has our own PI. And you often jokingly say we're all perfect based on how we were, were built. And you also have another saying, which I, I'm probably gonna, not going to nail right, but you said there's no 
unmotivated employees or there's no employees that aren't motivated. It's just the position they're in. So talk a little bit about the specifics of PI and those two uh, phrases. Okay. Well, let's talk about uh, human nature, okay? Uh, I said earlier, the only assumption employers are, had to ha- are, are allowed to have is people come to work every day and intend to do their best. Matter of fact, science says that, that people need to contribute to something larger than themselves about nine and a half hours a day. So there's no such thing as an unmotivated person. But we see unmotivated workers all the time. I used to think the fastest animal in the world was a cheetah, could run 90 miles an hour. I was wrong. You should see a de-energized worker at quitting time. Man, they're out of that chair and they get to their car faster than a cheetah can run. And it comes down to two things, alignment and clarity. That's what our instrument does. It creates alignment between role and person. So they don't, people don't have to behave differently at work that comes natural to them. Because when they do, they burn calories. It's not the calories you want to burn. They're going to go home more fatigued. They're going to go home more stressed. And it just doesn't, it, life's too short to be in a job that, that sucks. No bullshit. To our audience, I have to tell you, if you have never experienced Predictive Index, you need to look into it. We've been utilizing it at Mass Solutions for a number of years, and we've had to make adjustments that uh, one of the examples I always give is one of our key players very process-driven, and I would get all excited as people that know me know that I'm an excitable sort, and I'd get an idea and go over and interrupt him, and it took him longer to get back to his original thought than others because of his PI being that pattern, and the interruptions cost him more and his process-driven approach, and I actually had to really change how I interacted with him, and that's what you have to do as a leader, and there's still so much more that I have to change, but every leader has to change on an ongoing basis, but having that ammunition just changes your whole outlook as a both a leader and the employee and the team member. I agree. So Dan knows. Dan knows. So you guys have to check it out. So let's talk about marketing because it's the no BS show with an emphasis on marketing and the definition of marketing at mass solutions is that we talk about clearly defining your target markets, finding out what they want through marketing Intel. And you have to listen to that marketing Intel because a lot of times you have to change your actual product or service based on what you learn. And that's a difficult task for companies. And that's why they end up getting themselves into a trap of being BS marketers because a no BS marketer does the Intel and then tweaks their product or service so that they can give it to the customer when and where that customer wants it at the price they're willing to pay. Then you tell them about it again and again. The vast majority of people unintentionally think that's marketing, the telling them about it again and again. But the reality is the clearly defining the target markets, the marketing Intel, listening to the Intel and changing and then giving it to them when and where they want it at a price they're willing to pay leads to the telling them about it. And that's what we call real marketing instead of BS marketing. With that definition, Dan, what's your biggest marketing or messaging success? Well, and I agree with you. Marketing is an exact science. And a lot of people will confuse marketing with advertising. It's a piece of a marketing mix. But we always use marketing as an exact science. My biggest success um, was going through and rebranding an entire organization. We started with focus groups, rough executive meetings. I mean, it's very difficult to look in yourself in the mirror naked, okay? You're very vulnerable. And, and 
doing the SWOT analysis, doing all of the marketing basics, the the the, gra- the gathering of data points to make really good decisions. Um, we engage with a company similar to yours, but this was up in Michigan, and um, uh, went through the whole process. We were food for fun versus food for fuel, okay? Which means that um, we were the margin leader in the marketing area. And, uh, but we were, we realized that we really need to be high touch, high experience. When I look at branding, branding to me is an emotional connection to an experience. In a word, it's a promise. So we, once we got all of our market research back and, and went through, um, various consultants working with us to really get it defined, then we went through a whole rebranding of the organization. And that was just a phenomenal experience. Um, we use the pineapple frond as, as the pineapple is a symbol of hospitality, and that's what we were. We couldn't be everything to everybody, and the market was big enough to be food for fun versus food for fuel. And I didn't even want to play in that arena that's a commodity. You can win on commodities, but that, that, that there was a market need for who we were. Um, I want you to think, at the time, Whole Foods on steroids and um uh, but it was really important that every guest engagement every touch point had the same look tone and feel so we went through a whole branding um from changing our signs which was you know a half a million dollar expenditure we put the pineapple front on the signs we actually peeled up all the tile and put um, our logo and pineapple front on the logo we had uh, core strategy cards that every employee that would come in with, all new employees. I actually taught that for every, I thought it was the most important thing I could do was really drive that brand deep into the psyche of even the part-time service clerks because they're all brand managers. They touch our guest thousand times more than I do and it was really important that that message, they had authenticity in that message and it was Probably the thing that I was probably the it was the best experience of my life going through the entire process, hiring companies like Mass Solutions to help us really identify market, identify trends, identify who we are, who we and the gap between who we think we are and who we are. The focus groups were phenomenal, and we came up with a really really tight brand that's alive and well today, and and I was proud to be part of that. Now that's. No BS Marketing. And that's Dan Corser, President and CEO of Predictive Synergistic Systems, telling us about his past experience when he was in a fun food company that was similar to Whole Foods on steroids. Now, Dan, if it was more expensive than Whole Foods. Well, that leads me to my next question, which, you know, one of the things our guests come in, they get to have a pre-conversation with me, and then I, I... Use that against them sometimes. So, Dan, you told me once something about the margins in the uh, grocery store business. Are you are we okay to talk about that? Wow, wow, <laughs> talk about real BS. Okay, I mean, the whole industry has been able to trick the American consumer to think that this is a razor narrow thin margin. Okay, and um, retail is detail. There's a lot of moving parts, but the margins are a little bit higher than most people would expect. An overall margin for a supermarket today, I'm going to say, is probably 31, 32%. It depends on mix. The perimeter is going to have a higher margin, but it's spread between margin and labor. You're going to have 
a 65% margin or a 70% margin in food service, but you're going to have a 30% labor component in it. So it all it's spread between margin and labor. And uh, after all said and done, going in margin out of a supermarket, I'm going to say anywhere is between 31 and 34% in today's market. The other thing that I'd like to just mention, because I'm relatively new to uh, Western Pennsylvania, I've been here since 2008, um, but Giant Eagle is a phenomenal retailer. A profit never gets recognized in their own country. And I think that Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania has a gift with Giant Eagle. I used to admire them from the other side of the pond, if you will, the other side of Lake Michigan. They do what they do. They do better than anybody else in their space. I think they're absolutely phenomenal. And, and, uh, I shop at the Giant Eagles and their attention to brand, and they've done it over, we did it over 22 stores. They do, do it over hundreds of stores. And I know how difficult it is to deliver there, but I mean, Western Pennsylvania has a gift by having one of the top retailers in the country um, headquartered in, in Western Pennsylvania. Dan Corser, President and CEO of Predictive Synergistic Systems. And what I think our audience can take away from this is the passion you have for the industry that you were in before, but then the passion that you have for the industry you're in now shows how we, so many people think that they have one thing that they're going to do or they're going to be in one industry. And you have proven that you've really been able to shift to a whole nother entrepreneurial type approach with predictive synergistic systems, but yet your passion for the supermarket industry is just totally uh, readily apparent to everyone listening. Well, you can't spend 30 years on the industrial food grid without having either you're crazy or you have really passion for it. And, and I'll tell you what, it was, it was the best run ever. I mean, it was the most enjoyable experience I ever had. And, um, uh, uh, and I miss it but not that much. <laughs> well, Dan, I want to talk a little bit about the big idea of predictive synergistic systems or PI because we've touched on it a little bit, but I really want to make sure that uh, our listeners understand how significant it is when you're able to use these tools for personal growth and professional growth, which is one thing. I know personally I've taken that PI and tried to apply things to keep me out of situations that bring out the worst of me or de-energize me and put me in situations that energize me. But then it also helps you as a leader because you can try to do the same for those around you. So you and I were talking a little bit about the big idea. And I said, you know, Mass Solutions, big idea is bold solutions, no BS. We're going to transform your messaging and do real marketing. And that's our big idea. Uh, and I say how there's two whys. Uh, you've, your why is your reason for being. Well, our reason for being comes from something similar to what Steve Ells of Chipotle said. He said that sustainably raised foods should not be an elitist pursuit. Everyone should be able to have sustainably raised foods. What I believe when I was on the other side as chief marketing officer of multi-billion dollar organizations, I believe that real marketing should not be something just for the elitist pursuit. It should not be something just for the big guys. I believe everyone should be able to have real marketing. So that's our why. That's why Mass Solutions was started. But then we have to focus on our customers' why. And our customers want us to get them results quickly at the budgeted price. So that's what I talk about with the big idea. Tell me what you see as the big idea for predictive synergistic systems. Well, getting ready for this um, uh, podcast, I really struggled with that because I had one big idea and it died of loneliness. So I've got several 
core values that we bring to the table. First one is we believe people are perfect the way they are. We don't want to behave any differently, work that comes natural. We just want to make sure that they're in the right role. And then the golden rule, treat people the way you want to be treated. It doesn't work. Platinum rule, treat people the way they need to be treated is the key to maximizing human capacity in any department, in division, or entity. We've spent years seeing people in roles that absolutely suck their soul. And our why is to make it a better work environment for all stakeholders. We're, 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 we believe in the employees. It's a heck of a big idea. Well, it's too small put together. The big one died of loneliness, and I don't remember what it was. It's the No Bullshit Show. Dan, how can listeners contact you if they'd like to learn more about what you do or about how they can hook up with you to watch Saturday Night Live? All righty. Well, you can hit our website, Predictive Synergistic Systems. Um, uh, it has, you know, our contact information, gives you a little bit about what we do. And uh, so that would probably be the easiest way to see us or to find us. Or you can swing up to 850 Rowan Road in Cranberry Township and stop in. We'd love to see you. Are you on Twitter, Dan? You personally? We are. You? Yes. Is it Dan Corser? At Dan, is, is it at the real Dan Corser? You know, <laughs> here's some BS for you, okay? Um, we have a really good social media presence, oh, uh-huh. and I make sure of that, uh-huh. but I don't do that. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So, Dan, thanks for being on the show. It was a blast. Thank you. And for our listeners, thanks for joining us for the No Bullshit Marketing Podcast. Visit BoldSolutionsNoBS.com for show notes plus additional marketing and messaging resources. Remember to sign up for Light Reading to receive valuable strategies every other week to improve your marketing and transform your message. It really is light, intended to be read in two minutes or less, and it just might trigger bright ideas for you. To sign up, visit MassSolutions.biz, B-I-Z. Remember, ask yourself, what's the big idea? And build your story around the answer. It's all about bold solutions, no BS.